We are kindly sponsored by Sliderstock. They are a bespoke auction and e-commerce platform. So if you guys need them, hit them up at www.sliderstock.com. Today we have Hayley from the Red Foundation. They are a Dachshund rescue um, and kind of do a lot on educating people as well as rehoming and, and what have you. But but Hayley will tell you more about it. Hi Hayley. Hello, thanks so much for having us on. Thank you for coming. Um, I'm really excited for this one. I think I don't know much about Dachshund rescue because I've never kind of been involved with it myself. So I think it'll be really interesting so just tell us a bit about how the red foundation started and and why it started so um the red foundation was formed in 2017 there was um an advert on gumtree um for a little long-haired um dachshund called red um and the wording of the on the advert was just really horrific i think one of the lines was just want her gone um and she just looked really sad and it it kind of it was shared amongst the Dachshund groups on Facebook so um a few Dachshund um owners come together to pay for her um and then she she was collected and then there was a surplus amount of money left over so the guys guys had a chat and they realized that there is a need to have um another Dachshund rescued uh, you know at the time there was only one um one uh, one breed specific rescue um but you know the breed was getting more and more popular and you know so they decided to um start the red well it was called the red fund um after naming it after little red um who, who, is, who is really happy and you know she's she's amazing so they put that money you know into starting up the um red fund that then got renamed the red foundation um the um Four girls at the time, um, all volunteers. We're all still run wholly by volunteers. None of us take a salary. Um, we all spend our time dedicated to to running the foundation. Um, all of the girls um, work, have personal lives, um, you know, and so we we just cram in whatever, whatever time. Well, that's got. amazing. That's that's really nice, and and how lovely to hear that Red's doing well as well. Yeah, she's doing great. Yeah, she's she's doing great. She's called Luna now, um, and you know we we spayed her, so the, some of the money put together that was to get her spayed as well. Um, and then it kind of just snowballed from there. You know, it was it was getting more and more, more as the breed was getting more and more popular, um, yeah. you know, there was more surrenders happening. Um, you know, unfortunately, people, some people don't do their research when when getting a Dachshund. Um, they don't realise their traits, their temperaments. They don't realise the financial implications, the IVDD um, potential um, and all, all the other potential health issues that come with them. Um, and, you know... And as people are getting are getting the Dachshunds, you know, their circumstances change, their life changes, um, you know, and and so on and so forth. So, yeah, uh, yeah the Red Foundation has been going since 2017 um, and we became a registered charity in 2019. Amazing. Brilliant. So what services do you offer? Obviously, you predominantly rehoming, I presume, and yeah, so, um, fostering. Yeah. Re- 
Yeah, so rehoming and fostering um, we offer. Um, we don't offer temporary foster, so um, because there's quite a lot of legalities that surround it, and um, so we tend not to offer temporary foster. However, if a dachshund needs to be rehomed urgently, um, we can move them into emergency foster. Right, okay. Um, we can also move a dog into foster with a view to moving them on to, to another home. However, you know, if an IVDD dog comes in and um, needs to be fostered and rehabbed and then moved on to, to their forever home, we can facilitate that. We've got some amazing fosterers on our database who, you know, they, they don't want to adopt, but they happily put the work and effort in and they like seeing the satisfaction of fostering as well. Um, saying that, we do have many fosterers who fail miserably and just keep them and want to adopt yeah wait you know we love a failed foster um, yeah that's I'm, lovely I recently won myself so you know it's, it's, it's the best rewarding thing yeah um yeah so we we predominantly home um we also um provide behavior advice free behavior advice um we've got a great behaviorist on board um her name is Sharon and she's from perfectly polite Daxons and um, she's fantastic. She gives her time free to us. So if somebody contacts us and says, you know, I'm thinking of giving up my Dachshund because um, he's started to get a bit nippy towards my toddler yeah. um, or I'm, I'm struggling with them being left. Before we suggest a rehome, we always offer the option of, of behaviour advice because we do Amazing. find that over 50% of our um, people that contact us is resolved with with Sharon's advice. That's incredible, um, and I guess that comes down to research as well, doesn't it? You know, you've got to be prepared for what what the breed kind of traits are, and and if you're yes. not, then it can be overwhelming. And if you've not kind of got off on the right foot originally, maybe when they were a puppy, it yes. may have led to these things, but which can or can majority of the time are quite easily resolved with kind of the correct guidance and things. Exactly. For example, at the moment we're getting a lot of behaviour. Um, requests come through for lockdown puppies so you know you, you had a lot of people in the first March lockdown that went and got a puppy because they thought right I'm going to be at home all the time yeah it's going to work great you know but then we find that people didn't train their puppy they were unable to socialize them because of the lockdown um and then that that puppy was never left on its own. And as we know, Dachshunds, you know, tend to suffer from separation anxiety. So yeah. as, as time has gone on um, and people, you know, started to get back to a little bit of normality once the lockdown was lifted and they needed to go back to work, they were then wondering, well, why is my Daxie getting so upset? What's wrong with them? Um, yeah. You know, or, you know, total, you know, overstimulated when they go out and they see more people because you know yeah. the first lockdown you very rarely saw people that you know um you know again why are they so snappy towards children you know because they hadn't seen any children so yeah we're getting a lot of that at the moment um so again Sharon has been fantastic um she's been providing behavior support um you know and if the behavior support doesn't doesn't work or it isn't it isn't something that people you know want to go through with then we will then offer to to rehome their dad <laughs> yeah for them. so yeah we provide behavior support we're essentially a rescue and rehoming rehoming service it doesn't have to be an emergency you know it doesn't have to be you know it could be somebody might be you know emigrating we had someone emigrating and then you know unfortunately they couldn't take their taxi with them so they said i'm emigrating in three months time can you help me so we help rehome rehome their dad Thing, yeah. um, it's not just an emergency situation 
Um, so we also, um, you know, provide lots of advice on on the breed. We work very closely with the Dachshund Breed Council. Yeah. Um, making sure that we we help educate our um, yeah educate our followers, educate our adopters, and potential um, potential adopters. That's really important. Definitely, yeah. So you've mentioned a couple of reasons already as to why people may want to surrender their Dachshund, but so so you've kind of covered behavioural issues and and emigrating, which I would have actually never have thought of. Um, um, but what's what's other reasons why people end up surrendering? Change of circumstance is a big one. So um, you know, relationship breakdown, um, new baby. Um, you know, also, also, you know, needing to move house, um, losing a job, um, health, you know, an owner's health, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, owners pass away as well. Yeah. And so they would get in contact with us. Um, lots of, lots of change of circumstance. Um, another one is um, the Daxon's health as well. Um, we, we find that a lot of owners um you know unfortunately especially because of this pandemic have had to cancel their their pet insurance um and because of that we're getting quite a few surrenders where people can't afford for an operation treatment or yeah yeah if they've gone down with ibdd um you know we do have have a lot of people that come to us for that which in a way is great because it means they're not getting them put to sleep. We, we've 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 dealt with many a owner whose whose vet has recommended putting to sleep, um, oh but we have a great IVDD support um, network. We work very closely with Charlotte from Dedicated to Dachshunds with IVDD, who provides free equipment. Um, Amazing. So it, again, if if a dog does go down with IVDD and they come to us before we offer surrender, we say, well, let, let's get you in touch with Charlotte, see if we can get you some equipment. Um, Leanne on our admin team, she's she's got lots of experience with IVDD. She will give the owner a call, talk to them, see if they can teach, she'll teach them how to express bladder, um, you know, and all of these types of things. If they do decide to surrender because their their dog's gone off their legs and they have no insurance, um, then we will offer to, we will pay for that treatment. Um, We also cover that issue for life. And that's with any of our dogs. If any of our dogs have a pre-existing medical condition, once they get surrendered to us, we cover that medically for life. So even if that dog goes to a new home and it suffers with it again, you you are will step up and cover that again yeah for life and we have had that we've had we have had a dog that's gone off its legs again unfortunately um you know we've got we've got um lifetime dogs that have skin issues epilepsy heart issues um all sorts of pre-existing conditions that that we do cover because of that we we have to have about fifty thousand pounds in our bank account i was gonna say this doesn't (laughs) sound too cheap no so i mean if you if you imagine that the the average cost of an ibdd spinal operation is probably around maybe about seven thousand pounds depending on area um i live in surrey so my nearest referral center is fitzpatrick's i probably know i'm going to be paying about 10 10 to 12 yeah that's good it might be a Um, bit more there yeah um if you're up in the north um you know you're probably looking at around 6k so again people do come to us and if they say you know i can't afford it my insurance can't afford it we do say to them well you know whilst you might live in sheffield have you thought about doing the drive to more view referrals in Northumberland yeah um, 
that £6,000, you'll save at least two and £3,000, you know, just by doing the journey and just staying in a travel lodge overnight. Yeah. Um, on top of that, you've got the cost of rehab, you know, you've got, the, you know, hydro, physio, laser therapy, all at 20 to £30 a session, again, depending on where you are. We work very closely with the physios and they do give us good deals. Amazing. Um, so that's kind of the, the, the package that, that happens if we get an IVD dog surrendered. And we do get people that say to us as well, um, why don't you just pay for the operation and give the, give the dog back to the owner? You know, and we would love to do that. But unfortunately, you know, we're not a financial charity. You know, we're a rehoming charity. And, and if we were to do that for every dog, one, we think it would encourage people to not get insurance for their animals. Yeah, they just and kind of turn to you thinking it was an easy option. Exactly. Yeah. And, and two, we just wouldn't survive. You know, no. if we need £50,000 to keep afloat, you know, and imagine five or six dogs of our lifetime dogs go down with IVDD at once. That yeah, yeah. like nearly depleted and we just we just wouldn't exist. So, you know, it is quite, it sounds harsh, um, but, you know, we're not a big... But not totally a big reasonable. Yeah. yeah, we're not a big charity. We run very lean. All of the, the funds we raise go directly back into our dogs and for raising more money. So it's incredible. It really is. Um, so how do people go about... Because you know not everybody wants a puppy some people mm -hmm. actually prefer to rescue which is absolutely amazing but um but how do people go about kind of signing up with you guys and what's the criteria how does it all work so um on our website which is www.theredfoundation.net our adoption policies on there um and there's also a form to fill out if you want to adopt now that form is at the end of two long pages because we want to make sure people read it before they get there. Um, and it, it has a very comprehensive adoption policy, which states who we will um, rehome to, who we won't rehome to. For example, we wouldn't rehome a dog that has bitten to a family with children. It yeah. doesn't matter if your child is amazing with dogs and is very dog savvy. Um, it doesn't matter if your cat likes dogs, you know, if that dachshund in our care has bitten before, we would not rehome to it. With it's a just not responsible, dog. is it? It's not responsible. It's not fair on the dog. It could leave, leave, lead to the dog being put down, you know, and it's not fair to the family. So we do get a lot of people saying, you know, but why? What well, you know, my cat loves dogs. Well, you know, your cat might like dogs, but this dog does not <laughs> like cats, you know. So yeah. it, it is, and it is heartbreaking because people really do want to adopt. And, you know, and we... we Which is brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. We've got over 9,000 people registered with us. Um, luckily, we don't have 9,000 Dachshunds to, to rehome. Um, however, it's a very tight selection process. Um, you know, we don't rehome to anybody under the age of 21. Um, you know, certain dogs are suited to certain surroundings. Lifestyle. Um, yeah, yeah, lifestyle. Some thrive in, in the what you know, in a rural setting. Um, some are city dogs. Some like to live in a pack. Some like to live on their own. You know, it's what we do is we build up a wish list of, of you know, when somebody surrenders their dog, we, we send them over a surrender form and that form is basically everything that encapsulates what their dog is about. So it will have a wish list on there and it will be like, can your dog live with children? Yes or no. Has your dog ever bitten or shown the, you know, shown aggression? Yes, yes. or no. And all of those things, we then build a, a profile 
And then we go to our database and we start matching based on that profile. Oh, I bet that's not an easy job, is it? No, I mean, the, the girls are amazing. The rehome team are great. Um, it's very tough. And, you know, when I first joined, I was rehoming um, and it is heartbreaking, um, you know, because you're dealing with owners here that nine times out of 10, they don't want to give up their dog, you know, and you're then dealing with somebody that really wants to adopt a dog, but then they're dealing with the guilt of potentially taking over, taking someone's dog, you know, yeah. so for the girls, it is really hard, you know, because you, you're hearing it on both sides. It's almost it bittersweet, get, isn't it? It can get emotionally draining and, you know, and, you know, we, a lot of us, we do have broad shoulders, but it can, it can get to you. And, you know, yeah, can when you've had a tough, tough surrender call or, you know, you kind of hug, hug your little, your ones a little bit tighter and, you know, and you count your blessings. Um, but we are very much aware that, you know, that that call from that Daxon donor is probably one of the hardest calls any pet owner has to make. Yeah. Um, and we are honoured that they trust us with with this, you know, with that precious task of rehoming their Daxie. We always try and keep in contact. So um, if, if the owner says, I would like to keep in touch, some of them don't. And that's absolutely fine. You know, some of them say, you know, I would like, to, can I have an update? So they'll message us for updates or, you know, if the adopter is com comfortable, they will exchange numbers um, oh. and then they will message and send photos. And, you know, we've got owners that still post birthday cards and presents to us to forward on to to, to um you know the that's new lovely you know and things like that so it's it's really important to us that we maintain contact with the new owner for life our adoption contracts are very tight the adoption contract states that whilst you are the adopter the dachshund remains under our legal care oh, okay uh, so therefore, that means if you, you your circumstances change, and we have had that recently, um, you know, then the Dachshund has to come back to us before before anything. You know, you okay, yeah, that's really good. Um, we we pay for neutering and spaying as well. So part of the adoption fee includes the cost of neuter and spay. Um, and, you know, and, and that is a good thing for us as well, because we don't yeah. have breeding. Um, you know, it's... If the if it's a puppy, we then wait until that that dog is is over. It's normally over about eighteen months. We try to eke it out to eighteen months for both males and females. Um, so again, that we have to have that communication contact, contact yeah. with the adopter to make sure they're holding up their end of the adoption contract. Absolutely, I think that's brilliant. And you mentioned the adoption fee. What is the adoption fee with you guys? So our adoption fees, um, they basically the top end is three hundred pounds. That £300 is for a, um, it will be a full, so um, so a, a non-cross, a full unspayed or unneutered dachshund under 10 years old. Um, if it's a, um, a full dachshund that's been spayed or neutered, it's £250 and it goes down and then it's some of our, our dogs we don't charge a fee for. So if it's an IBD D dog, that um, is, is never going to walk again, we then just ask for a donation. Um, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot to take on. Take and, on you know, yeah. Very few people out there that want to want to take on a broken dog. So, you know, it, it's, it, you know, we ask for a donation and we leave it to, to the adopter. And, you know, they, they normally donate a lovely amount of money anyway. But the main thing for us is finding the right homes. Absolutely. Um, but the adoption fee includes... Um, we have four weeks free insurance, um, two, 
four weeks free insurance with with Waggle. Um, we have um, also um, a month's supply of Nutriment dog food. So Nutriment provide us codes and we allocate those out. Um, it includes a full health check. Anything found in that health check that's needed, we cover the cost of. So if they need their vaccines, um, if they've got, you know, a little lack of teeth or bad teeth and you know dentals are expensive <laughs> they you know, are yeah dentals can cost more than spaying and neutering you know yeah. I think we just had a bill in recently it was like nearly 400 pounds and like mm. 10 11 teeth removed um you know so we cover the cost of anything pre-existing that also covers the cost of you know that's behavior behavior for life um the cost of us transferring the microchip as well so you know when you think of that 300 pounds yeah, it doesn't get vaccine, very it doesn't go very far, far especially when you know if you're taking on an, an unspayed female with um skin allergies it's not like we're making a profit you know and that's absolutely exactly, yeah. that's exactly why we exist. We're not for profit. You know, we don't we don't look at the dogs and think, right, we need to make a profit out of this. You know, yeah. That that happens, you know, very, very few cases. It's just about having covering costs to keep us going, to provide this lifetime support. And there's very few rescues that do that. You know, there's very few rescues that you can go to and take on a dog with medical issues and not have to worry about paying an inflated insurance premium because the rescue will cover that for life. Yeah, I think we that's pride absolutely... ourselves on that and we yeah. pride ourselves on being different. It's amazing, yeah. Um and have you seen an increase in your kind of surrendered dogs over lockdown or is it yeah, remained much the same? Yeah, they're just starting to trickle through now. So let me just get my I've got a spreadsheet here. Um I mean 2021, we've already had 22 Daxies surrendered. In in, in just from January? Just from January this year, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, so we've had 22 since. Our first one came in on the 2nd of January. Um, our last one came in on New Year's Eve. Um, we even had a surrender on Christmas Eve. Um, gosh so you know it's I mean last year 2020 we rehomed 184 um, so actually it is looking a bit bit more really isn't it if you kind of yeah if you, break... yeah, if you yeah if you balance it out yeah I think a lot of people have obviously been holding on to their dogs because of lockdown and everything you know seems great and rosy and everything's fine and, and now they're just starting to to see the issues yeah um, you know it's very it's a very fine line you know we don't want people to sell their sell their dachshunds and we get sent so many adverts from people um you know on pets for home and gum tree and, and you know and people send us these adverts and they're like, can't you do something? You know, can't you buy this dog? You know, we can't, you know, if we... It just wouldn't, it, it's not viable, is it's it? It's not viable. We'd love to buy more. I mean, don't get me wrong. We do have a small fund. If we can see that a Dachshund is in need or, you know, looks malnourished or we're really concerned, you know, we will definitely consider it. We'll, the trustees will discuss it and see if we can buy, you know, I think we, we bought... Slinky, he was on sale for Gumtree for fifty pounds. Um, he and it and we pounds, yeah, fifty pounds. So somebody, one of our um, supporters, found and said, "I will go and pay for him if you can rehome him, if you can get him somewhere safe." We worked, we worked with our supporter, and um, you know he paid the fifty pounds. We reimbursed him the fifty pounds, um, 
and then you know he's in an amazing home now he, he, he you know so it it does happen we we do sometimes pay for dogs but you know when when somebody's advertising a, a dachshund for 1800 pounds we can't afford to pay that because, yeah and unfortunately sometimes we we know who the unscrupulous breeders are and the frequent advertisers um you know we can't pay 1800 pounds for that dog because that dog is just making room for new stock i'm afraid yeah 100 you know, and, and it's yeah. horrible and it sits on our conscience all the time um you know and we we really it you know, I hate it. I really do. I hate, I wish we could buy them all. Um, but we actually can't. And, you know, whilst people send us the adverts and, you know, we say, thank you so much. And we do every advert we get sent, we, you do, look through we, and... we email them, the person post who's posted the advert. And we say, we introduce ourselves. We say, you know, this is what we offer. You know, if you would like our assistance, you know, nine times out of 10, they don't reply because they, it is about money and they do, they do want the money. Um, but we have had a couple respond that didn't know about us and um you know we've helped we've helped them rehome their dogs. You know what those couple exactly. the, you know the odd few that you get if that's more than you would have got without yeah, us exactly and that's brilliant that, that you know that is and a lot of our um followers as well we also say we also say to them you know um instead of just sending us every advert if you could just reply to them and just say have you heard of the red foundation they're a dachshund rehoming charity because sometimes time is of the essence and yeah you you get sent an advert and you know all the girls are working and we don't have time to check messenger you know we don't have time to reply so we all my my advice is to anybody who sees an advert and they're worried about it or anything like that just hit reply and just tell them about the Red Foundation, you know, and just just let them know. Copy our link in. Um, you know, we don't judge anybody rehoming their dog. Um, you know, we, we do everything discreetly. We provide home checks. Um, we provide adoption contracts and we provide support for life. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, we also... Spread do, the word. Yeah, exactly. Spread the word, you know, let, let everybody know. Um, you know, we do have lots of supporters out there who do go on and they do report adverts as well. They report adverts to like Pets for Home and, and people... To be honest, I, I think every Dachshund owner who has kind of been on Facebook or Pets for Homes or anything, I've certainly reported adverts yeah. because, yeah, everything screams at you. Yeah. This is right. And also, when you see people advertising like five-month-old puppies for £1,800, you know, most... Most respectable breeders have contracts in place that state, you know, if if anything was to happen and they can no longer they have to go back to breeder. You know, my my two boys have got contracts on them, you know, and and you know, and that would be a discussion I would have with their breeder. Should I not should I not be able to care for them anymore? I would have that discussion with 100%. their breeder and, yeah. and we can decide we can decide the best way forwards. But lots yeah. of breeders do that. We also do pride ourselves on having good relationships with breeders. You know, um we do maintain um some sensitivity and you know breeders especially with the new licensing laws come in that are not supportive of breeders we've had a lot of breeders contact us that um you know they've had a dog return to them or they they're you know and it means they've got too many under their license and they ask us to rehome them and that's great and you know we're really pleased that breeders can come to us and you know if they can't if they can't rehome themselves, most breeders like to rehome themselves. They like to know where their dogs are going, um, but they know if they if they really are struggling, they can come to us for support and advice, yeah, that's and, really good. and we can help them rehome. So we like to make sure we have good relationships with breeders too. Yeah, that's really brilliant. Um, and what? Just tell us um, 
the happiest story that that you've had from rehoming? Oh God, I think there's so many. too many. <laughs> I think you know. I think to be honest, um, any IVDD story is is always good. You know, when that dog that that you know that Daxie's gone under the knife with a grade five, never been probably not being able to walk again, and then you see them videos of them on wheels. Amazing. It's just the most amazing feeling, you know. You know, I can really relate to that as well because I just feel for them. Um, Missy and Duke have both had IVDD, two of mine, and fortunately we had insurance in place. Well, for Missy, we we did have insurance, but it wasn't great. But thank, um, I was really fortunate that we we were able to pay for her treatment. But she had three surgeries in one year. Wow. Um, Yeah, and it just breaks my heart that somebody might not be able to do that for for one of theirs um and and also you know if somebody surrenders them right rightly you know to you guys um during that time but not only suffering with IVDD but also having to go to a new home and I just you know dogs dogs are resilient they're very very resilient and it does it does break your heart and you know and but you know they bounce back and you know as long as they've got a warm lap and a food in their belly they're happy yeah Um, if only everybody could think like a dog we would all be in a better position in this one because they don't judge all they care about is is that you love them and they love you unconditionally so you know it's the most rewarding thing in the world seeing um a dog on wheels you know many people think ibdd is a death sentence it is not no no there's lots of dogs that live a happy life on wheels and you know them scooting around that's probably one of one of our you know top things is um and seeing that you know and all seeing you know a dog that's been aggressive and you know they they were being you know thought of maybe being put to sleep and we managed to rehab them and and give them some space and you know get them into the right home that's really rewarding I can Um, imagine it comes with you know for every happy moment there's a sad moment um you know one of our dogs went missing um once she came she came from a puppy farm um there was there's two of them that, that were basically a local puppy farm surrendered them to a lady, which which is great that the puppy farm did that. Um, the lady contacted us and we rehomed um, BB and Blue. Um, they were both in awful condition. You could see their ribs. I mean, we didn't even know what colour BB was. She was a wire. Um, what, because she had just no hair on her? She had hair, but it was so matted and, and awful. It was just... Um, it was disgusting. Um, if you have a look on our Facebook page, you'll probably be able to see the stories, um, stories of, of her. And I'll, I'll PM you some some of the details so you can have a look. Um, and, you know, we, we got her into emergency foster and it took a lot for her to trust anybody. Um, you know, God knows what happened to her. She would hide. Um, we found her a new home um, and unfortunately she slipped the lead. Um, she was missing, I think it was for nearly two weeks Um, (gasps) the love the love that we had from everybody and the support that we had for her was absolutely amazing you know so many people came out to search for her um you know every we we work with um a lovely person called lee heron um who helps with missing daxies and missing dogs in general but um 
one of our admin team, Sharon, she works she works with Lee closely on Missing Daxons. So we do oh. have there's a private Facebook page called Missing Daxons, and all of the people that own Daxons um, Facebook groups are on there. So if a Daxon goes missing, it gets posted on there, and everybody posts on their group. Yeah, because it's all about spreading the word. So mm. when BB went missing, Lee gave some advice. Said, you know, just put. You know, just put some like a tin sardines outside the house, blah blah blah, and then her owner literally opened the the, the blinds for the back door, and BB was just sat there in the back back garden, like I'm here. After two weeks, yeah, because you never would have caught her because she was so skittish and scared. Mm. Um, you know, and only now she is she playing with Jasper, who's who's so she, you know, only now she's just playing with her, you know, it's like playing with Jasper. So it's it's really special to see when these dogs that have got no confidence really come out their shell, really come out their shell, um, you know, just see the good in the world. And and it takes patience as well. And and yeah. and I suppose one of one of our frustrations as a rescue is that people think it's easy and um, people think that they just want a cheap puppy the amount of messages we get saying have you got any puppies in it's very rare we get puppies you know because nine times out of ten they're with great breeders who find them amazing homes um you know we do get a few puppies you know and of course the waiting list for a puppy is 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 so long um we don't actually operate a waiting list as such um we it's just the right home for the, the right home the right so, you know, yeah, we've had we've had people that have registered with us in 2017 that have still not been matched. Some of them have found their own Daxies and we've removed them. Others are still waiting. I think we rehomed uh, we rehomed in the a week or so ago actually to a lady that was registered with us in 2018. Aww. So she's been patiently waiting. So, but you do get a lot of people that register because they do want to cheat Daxons and then. You know, a week later, they say, oh, I found a dog because they're, they're too impatient or, you know, and that's fine. But people need to realise that rescue dogs, there's a reason they're in rescue. It's because they've got some sort of issue, whether that be behavioural or medical. Yeah. Um, you know, so we do, we say to people, it is not for the faint hearted. Rescue is one of the most rewarding things you can do, fostering or adopting. But believe me, it's not for not for the faint hearted. Um, I literally just experienced that myself lately when um we picked up Arnie who's um he's three and a half three and a half months old um he's an Isabella puppy um we were contacted in the beginning of January by a lovely couple um and originally Arnie was purchased um by a lady for her sister who um had some medical issues uh, as a gift her sister had Arnie for two days and said, I can't do this. I can't look after this puppy with my medical issues. So the lady then found this, this lovely couple who had a Daxi already, but he was a lockdown pup um, and said, Can, would you have him? They said, yes, they had him three days. And, and they said, look, he, he was a, a, a lot, he was a lot of work. Puppies are hard work anyway, but yeah. one has been passed from pillar to post. He had kennel cough. He's got a chest, in, he had a chest infection, which is still net. He's still got that now. He was very hyperactive, very bitey. So they surrendered to us, which we are forever grateful for. Um, myself and my husband went and, went and collected him. We said, you know, my two are amazing. They go to doggy daycare. They're very socialized. Um, they're great with kids. You know, I mean, Bentley barks if an ant farts, you know, in, in, in Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. Um, 
you know, Frank doesn't tend to like strangers, but you know, all in all, they're, they're great. They're great dogs. Um, and I just took it for granted that they would love Arnie and they would love this puppy. And, and we went and we brought him home. And for the, you know, we introduced them outside together. And for the first five minutes, it was great. By seven o'clock that evening, Bentley. They were like, got, "Get him out of here!" Literally, Bentley, my, who is my youngest, um, he's four and he is the most independent confident dog ever was crawling up on my husband's shoulder trying to get away from Arnie and I just looked at them both and I just burst into tears so I was like what have we done like you know we've brought this new dog in there just thinking yeah you'll be fine um you know and I I said to the girls I'm so sorry I don't think he can stay like and this was after day one and I'm a trustee and you know and yeah. I, you, know, you know how it works yeah and you know Sharon gave us support and you know she rang us to you know remember the the rule of three the the, the dog you get on day one is not the dog you're going to get on day three they need three days to decompress so she was like give it till you know give it till Monday and see how you go and it's been a hard hard learning curve and he's been so poorly he's he's not he's been coughing throughout the night um you know again that's what Sharon said Sharon said you know his behavior is probably being so sick um and it's got a lot better and you know and we just decided we couldn't part with him but it hasn't been easy and there's been times I've cried and there's been times I've and this is a puppy this isn't even like a dog that's got like inherent behavior issues yeah. or things like that so my the one thing I want to impress on people is yes it's the most rewarding thing but it's the most bloody hard thing you'll do <laughs> yeah so you know you literally need to have the patience of a saint you know to to actually 100%. cope with a rescue dog um you know, and, and and I do, I really want to impress that on people because it's... 100%, yeah. Daxies, anyway, have a, a hard work in a normal world, let alone one that's been passed from home to home or one that's, you know, aggressive to other dogs or aggressive to humans, you know, so... And, I just and want... in the current circumstances as well, it kind of totally. makes 10 times harder as it is anyway. So, yeah, just... It's, 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 a, it's a lot. And I also wanted to, you know, uh, mention to people as well, where if their dog has been playing up or showing like unusual aggression or anything like that, get them to the vets, get them checked out. You know, dogs can be masking pain by showing aggression or behaviour changes. Absolutely. So don't just think your dog is broken. You know, please make an appointment with your vet get their back checked, get everything checked before you make a decision. Um, and again, you know, if you need behaviour support, contact us at the Red Foundation. You know, Sharon doesn't charge for her time. Sometimes she says to people, if you want to make a donation to the Red Foundation, you can, but there's yeah. no obligation to do that. We don't charge for our rehoming either. Obviously, we charge an adoption fee, but we don't charge the owners. We say to people, if you'd like to make a donation, you're welcome, but there's no obligation to. That's brilliant. And can what do you think if there was more regulation for breed like what do you think would help curb the numbers of um dogs that you need that you get in for rescue uh, rehoming what is there anything that you think would help research people need to do their research um Breeders will always breed. Unscrupulous breeders will always breed. Um, you know, the licensing has helped. However, I think it penalises really good breeders. And unfortunately, yeah. it's council dependent. Um, you know, each each council has their own different set of criteria. Um, you know, and you do find some, some councils um, 
breeders have got count some councils in their pockets as well. So, you know, it is a very shady, yeah. shady area. Um, so I can't think that, you know, we've had Lucy's law put, put in place, which states that, you know, you can't sell sell on an, a puppy under six months old. Um, but that, that doesn't cover certain things. Um, you know, so I think the onus has to be on the buyer to research, do your research, um, you know. Be prepared. Be prepared. You know, if, you know, if you're, if you're buying, you need to see mum. You would like details of dad. Ideally, they would be Kennel Club registered. Um, you know, you can check out the lineage on Kennel Club and, and see where they've come from. Um if they're not kennel club registered, then I would definitely ask to see mum and dad. Um, some breeders are back scoring now, so you know you, you would know um, the likelihood of IVDD um, and, and things like that. You also want to check about Lafora, which is um, which is the con eye condition for um, the sorry the condition for wires, and then you know the the PRA oh, right. and the smooths. Um, you know, you want to make sure that your your Daxi's PRA clear or carrier. So, you know, definitely do your research um, for on mum and dad as well. 100%. Um, we have had quite a few questions. It's gone a little bit bonkers on Instagram. <laughs> um, I think purely a lot of people either don't know that you exist. Uh -huh. um, so this is why, again, why I wanted to do this um podcast with you um and i just people don't i don't think people would assume that there is a breed specific mm. um rescue and rehoming charity i think i think that's quite new, new to yeah. some people so we've had anyway some questions yeah, um so the first question is which i think is lovely is what do you guys need from people who could support you do you need volunteers do you need financial kind of help what what is it that you guys could do with so um the, the one thing we always need is um people shouting about us shouting about the breed um educating you know letting people know that you know there is a, a dachshund you know we are the red foundation we are a dachshund rescue and rehoming charity um we we do a lot to you know to educate people but yeah just shouting about us really um we always could do with with volunteers um if you go onto our website um under the adoption section when you go through to click to register there is a drop down that you can select um if you don't want to adopt or foster a daxi you can select um transport and short term emergency foster so um okay. Yeah, so like, you know, if if we've got a dog that we need transporting from one end of the country to the other, we yeah. can have a look and people that volunteer, you know, we can organise like a, you know, oh, like a dog amazing. train. Yeah. Then transport. And that would mean we don't have to use um, pay some, a courier. Pay, yeah, yeah, pay a courier because um, we, we don't like to do that. Um, so we can always do with people registering with us, you know, to carry out amazing. home checks for us, which we're doing all via kind of um, video call at the moment. Um you know, so that that's good. We we are very different. We don't have a rescue centre. So all of it, people say, where can, can we come and work at your rescue centre? Or can we, you know, come and come and see what dogs you have? Um, we it's don't like that, is it? We yeah. don't, it's, it's different. You know, 
Dachshunds that are surrendered to us stay in their home until we find them a new home. Unless it's an emergency foster situation, then we will move them into emergency foster and then either and rehome them from there. Um, so we're a little bit different how it works. You know, the the, the long term goal would be to like have a rescue centre somewhere. You know, where you know, but at the moment we just don't have the funds for that. You know, it, it's a whole new ball game. And as I say, all of us girls work full time um, and we have our own personal lives and stuff like that. And the charity can't afford to pay one of us yeah that type of thing full-time so you know that would be it would be an amazing it's a pipe dream right now but who knows you know but you never know exactly you never know so um, yeah so support that way would be great financially is amazing we um we do we do lots of fun um fundraising activities it's been really hard in lockdown because people have had to yeah. stop donating to charities which is totally understandable um we did a vip 100 over christmas whereby we asked 100 people to raise 100 pounds um and loads of people stepped up to the plate and we smashed our target on that i think it was amazing Thirteen thousand pounds we raised in the end wow um we we set up a standing order challenge where we were just we we asked people to set up a standing order for one pound, um, and and that went really well. So you can set up standing orders for us. Um, we on Facebook, you've got your birthday fundraisers um, that you can set up as well. Um, we come up with all different ideas. We've got a Red Foundation charity auction page. So you can join the auction page and people Amazing. send us, send us um, items. So we always need items as well that we can list. doesn't have to be Daxi or dog related. We had a Jack Wheels set the other day. Somebody donated a, um, a bottle of vodka, a really nice bottle of vodka. Um, you know, that so is anything... Really- yeah, anything, any, yeah. any unwanted gifts, um, you know, after Christmas, any unwanted gifts or anything like that, you know, do get in touch with us and, and, and you know, we'll list them on the page. So that that's really important for us. Um, we also have our online shop. So on our website, um, www.theredfoundation.net, we have a shop and um, there's items on there for sale, such as dog bowls, um, all Daxi related stuff, scarves, lip balms. Um, we always have different variety of stuff. So you can support us by purchasing items from our shop as well. We have our Christmas cards as well. They were a huge yeah. success. And, um, you know, we, we raised a lot of money for our Christmas cards. So there's all sorts of ways you can fundraise. At the moment, you know, last year, you know, we didn't, we didn't really benefit from people being able to do fundraising charity walks yeah um or things like that so people have been coming up with other ways you know I think one lady um donated the money she would have spent on her hair in the in lockdown she donated it to us instead um you know another guy said oh I'm not going to Starbucks anymore so um you know I normally spend three pounds on a coffee every day I'm gonna give that to you instead so um we're also registered for gift aid as well as we're a um a registered charity now we're registered for gift aid and we're VAT registered so and um, we're managing to claim back all of the VAT off of our VET bill amazing yeah. yeah um and gift aid so for every every one pound we can claim back 25 pence so if you do it donate, all adds up, doesn't yeah it? if you do do that do donate to us please do let us know if, if um, you're a UK taxpayer and we can send you a gift aid form if you choose to donate to us on Facebook um there is a box to, to tick gift aid and they do that for us so yeah great stuff so you know, if anyone would like to donate it would be greatly appreciated especially in the world we're living in at the moment it it's made things a little bit more t- yeah. difficult for you guys hasn't it um yeah. another question um 
kind of briefly covered it, but timescales from registering interest to kind of getting to take home a dog, you can't really answer that as you've kind of mentioned. Um, it just is the right dog for the right home and vice exactly. versa. It's all about, we always put the Dachshund's needs first. And if that means somebody, I think we... If that means somebody that registered the day before is a match, they're a match. If it's someone that registered three years ago, they're a match. And so be it, yeah. Yeah, we don't operate a waiting list because we don't think that's fair because that might not be the right home. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's all about the Dachshund's needs. So I can't really say, you know, and that isn't for some people, and we totally understand that, you know, some people want to know how long long is it going to take before I can adopt a dog. Um, we, We just can't guarantee it. Definitely. Another one that that I think we've we've kind of covered is that um, you will accept um, if I'm if I'm right. You will accept. They basically said um, if we've already got a dachshund and we we'd like to rescue another one. Um, again, right dog, right home. If that exactly. dog's happy with other dogs, then I suppose that that's something you'll consider. Yeah, and you know we wouldn't put an unspayed female with an. you know that'll be irresponsible of us um you know it's all about yeah as you're saying you know right dog for the right home um you know we rehomed people with children that's not an issue if that the dachshunds we're rehoming has experience with children and he's fine with children yeah Uh, same with cats you know if if the dog's not being cat tested sometimes we do cat help we do cat test um you know we we had one recently where um one of our dogs was told that she 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 is experienced with cats and then we was home with a cat it wasn't and, and you know the cat and she just wouldn't leave the cat alone and the cat is dog savvy so the cat was all right but she just pushed it too far and the cat scratched her eye you know it luckily it's not not lasting scarring or anything but you know again that was another vet bill that, that we've had to yeah. we've had to endure so yeah so yeah it is yeah definitely right dog right home that's our pro- our priority is the dachshund's needs yeah um, over, over anything amazing um uh, just another one as well um your top tips for helping a rescue dachshund settle in to a new home so we actually do have a handout that we give to all of our adopters um but the main thing is space and the main thing is not overwhelming them. We normally say when you get them home, make sure you set up a crate for them or a safe space that they can go and retreat to. Keep everything relaxed. No walking for the first 24 hours. So, you know, and no meeting anybody. So just the people in your home, don't be bringing really nice and calm. or your aunt or, you know, yeah. taking them out in the car because you want to take them around to your mum's or taking them to the high street. It's sensory overload they've gone through a big change so they need time to decompress so we just say a minimum of 24 hours of nothing the caseworker that, that's working with the Daxons and the um, the new new owner will give advice we will also put them in touch with Sharon um to also give some advice if we feel they need need it if it's a potentially a behavior behavior issue um but yeah total total decompression is needed make sure everything is relaxed um, you know, give them some brain stimulation if needed. Um, but yeah, just garden, garden, garden toilet, you know, toilet for weed and stuff like that, and just keep everything chilled. Yeah, so that's the top tips for introducing 
introducing a, a new dog into a home. Just don't overwhelm them. And I know it's tempting when you get this new dog, you just want to show him to everyone and yeah. show her to everyone and, you know, take her off and show her off and don't. You know, yeah. it, it can just lead to, like, sensory overload. Definitely. Um, in terms of questions, I think that we've pretty much covered everything else um, that's been asked as well. Oh, but I think, honestly, I was nearly in tears at some point yeah. in that. So it's just, I think you do, you guys do such an amazing job. And, Thank you. And to be, you know, to 100% volunteer as well, I think, yeah, just hands down to you and keep going because... I feel it's only going to get worse, unfortunately. Yeah, we, we kind of foreseen, foreseen that ourselves. And, um, you know, yeah, it's tough. And I just want to commend my team. The girls are amazing. Um, you know, we've got Vicky, who's the, the chairwoman. Um, I'm vice chair. Um, you've got Sam. You've got Sharon, Sharon, um, Leanne, Kelly, and Caroline, who's new, newly newly joined us, um, and um, Lenny. You know, so th th there's a team of eight of us, and you know, we do work our butts off. Um, you know, and sometimes we don't get a lot of thanks for it, and we don't do it for the thanks. But you no. would be you would be amazed at ha how many people just message us and don't say hi, how are you, or. Thank you. Thank you for yeah, your advice. You know, we, or... get, we get one-liners of, do you have any puppies? Or, I've been waiting two years for a Dachshund. When can I get, you know. So, you know, but for every person Just be like, mindful. Yeah, for every person like that, there's, you know, for every person like that, there's, you know, 10 that make it make it worthwhile. worthwhile. So, um, yeah, so for, yeah, for every person that's not very nice. And, you know, we, have, we do get abuse, um... You know, we, we, we do get abused and we've dealt with that to deal with some legal situations, but we would fight to the earth for one of our dogs. Um, you know, we have no problem upholding the adoption contract if we need to. We've, we have a very good um, lawyer who gives his time to us pro bono. Um, you know, he's one of our adopters' brothers and he donates time to us. So if we get any issues, we talk to him and he is amazing. Perfect. So we do have a great support network. And to all of our followers, people like yourselves, you know, you guys, you know, have huge followings on Instagram and, you know, you're, you're doing... You're, you're taking advantage of the platform you've got to make to do good and I really commend and you for that do you know Anna. what that's what it's all about I feel like even if one person listens to any of our podcasts learns something changes their mind about something anything helps yeah. them whatever it may be with a positive effect I think I'm done like that's great yeah and that you is know. right and I, I honestly I, I commend you for using your platform for good um you know it is been so nice talking to you and and you know it, it's been lovely being able to give the opportunity to give give our our point across and to tell people about us and to thank Definitely. people you know to thank everybody for supporting us um you know we we couldn't do it without the love the care and the support from our followers so we are truly truly best amazing um well thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you um and if there's anything i or we can do that can help you guys then just shout but but if if anyone who's listening is interested in rehoming a, a dachshund or even just has questions on the breed or anything like that just drop these guys a message because 
and you guys are always happy to help aren't you yeah i mean you can contact us on facebook messenger um you can email us info at the redfoundation.net you can contact us on instagram we'll try and get back to you as soon as possible but as i say you know the girls do do all work um you know we, we've had to have many a time where we've snuck into the toilets at work to deal with various clients <laughs> yeah and hit reply you know so please do please do drop us a line if you've got any questions or you want to as I say when you register with us go to the website the registration forms on there but thank you thank you thank you guys we couldn't do it without our supporters and our followers and the likes of yourself Harriet creating awareness and you know banging the drum on for the breed so you know absolutely the, da- the Daxons of the world are, are all very lucky to have such great supporters so I thank you yeah definitely thank you so much Hayley no worries enjoy the rest of your day 